Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Raider Nation Radio. It's the Freestyle Wednesday of the morning tailgate. Morning, everybody. Clay Baker here with you with Vinny Bonsignor from VegasNation.com and the Las Vegas Review Journal. We've got a great three hours here for you as we will talk Raiders and the culture that Josh McDaniels is building inside the building. We will find out more about that with Eddie Borsilli, 8 o'clock. Arash Markazi. Arash Markazi is going to join us. I can't believe it. Markazi is going to be here uh, 9 o'clock. We're also going to do Street Legal with Sam and Ash at 945 69187 is the Sam and Ash text line. You can hit us up on Twitter at RNR 920 AM as we broadcast live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Vinny, good morning to you, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Getting a little pushback. <laughs> Already on Twitter. Yes, already? Already. It's, what is it, 7 o'clock in the morning? Um, we're talking about culture, right? Yeah. We're talking about culture. We're talking about the Raiders culture. We're talking about the culture that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler uh, and the front office are trying to build and cultivate and nurture and install. And some people see that as, oh, my gosh, they're bringing the Patriots way to the Raiders. And there's um, and I, I understand that there's, you know, Maybe uh, among fans that aren't Patriot fans, maybe a little bit of a disdain for the Patriots well, because sure. they've been so successful. Um, you know, I, I, I get that. But if you take Patriots out of the equation, just take that out of there, all right? And you start talking about some of the principles that the culture that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler uh, are, are, are trying to instill, how could you not like intelligence, toughness, playing your best football when it counts, uh, commitment? Um, accountability, uh, efficiency, you know, uh, an attention to details. When you lay it out like that, what's not to like, whether it's from whether you want to put it in the, you know, under the Patriots umbrella or any other umbrella, aren't those things positives? Don't, don't you want your team to stand for those types of uh, uh, components and it, elements? It is. I think uh, sometimes we get caught in the semantics of it, having to, to find a label to describe... The Patriots way. Yeah, the just having the word the Patriots, anything, is, is just uh, full of disdain and uh, leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. But it, I think what you want is, like, if you want evolution to where you were at at 10 wins and a playoff berth, Look at a program that and a, and a you know an organization that consistently got further and further every year. There was a you know an, an evolving uh, you know motion to you know get better on either side of the ball, but they did it in a very similar fashion by like you said the accountability factor, the competition at every level. Uh, little things like that go a long way, but it's something that this organization hasn't seen fully until now. You're a big NBA guy, right, Cal? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Greg Popovich and the Spurs and how they've done things over the years? Yeah, it's been quite a machine, really. It's, uh, you know, 
for that organization to constantly go through, um, you know, uh, players and coaches, they, they they don't have to do that. They always have like the same sort of semblance of an idea of what they want to go in through. And you see all the other teams going through them or around them constantly going through new coordinators, new new coaches, new systems, uh, uh, point guards coming in and out. Everything always changes. But, you know, with the Popovich system, there was so much stability there that you could always rely on what he was going to do because they could always get back to their fundamentals. Well, and the thing with, with uh, if you look at the Spurs and the evolution of the Spurs, it's not like they've just done it one way and that's the only way. They've, they've he's always evolved through time and and uh, the, the changes to the game, the changes to the rules, uh, the flow of the game. You know, uh, n- now it's more of a spread it out. You know, shoot three pointers, get guys that can drive to the basket, kick out, <laughs> yep. uh, and do that. Before they were, uh, you know, a big team with guys like you know uh, David Robinson and and Tim Duncan and, and pounding it inside. So they've evolved when you when you say their fundamentals and their and their strategy and all of that. That has always that's always been ever changing. It's actually the mark of a really good coach uh, when they can figure out, okay, there's better ways to do this. Things are changing. People are adapting. People now it's on us to adjust to what people are adjust, making the adjustments to us uh, for. And and then when you look at you know uh, whether it was people that crossed paths with Greg uh, as players, as assistant coaches, as uh, executives. I mean, you look at. His coaching tree and just the, um, the 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 degree of connection between Greg Popovich and a whole bunch of other successful people in the NBA coaches. Steve Kerr played for Popovich for a few years. Uh, a bunch of guys coached for him that are now coaching and doing a good job with their own organizations. Um, so you know, do you want to call that the Spurs way? Uh, okay, whatever you know, whatever you want to term it, like you said. But that culture is a winning culture and what he's been able to cultivate and build there is transferable to other places and other coaches that have worked under him have taken it to their own programs and done pretty darn good with it. Yeah, and, those uh, those big years where like uh, like you said with the Duncan and the Robinson what was lacking was, you know, uh, they needed guard play. You know, and then eventually they started to move into that realm because they realized how quickly uh, guard play was manifesting in the West. You know, beginning with you know, uh, you know, Kobe's surge and all these other teams having to find their next answer to you know uh, to work a- against Kobe from you know drafting Damon Stoudemire, Andre Miller, all up and down the line. You could see where they were trying to go and, and make that fit, but the Spurs always had that idea from from way in the beginning. Yeah, how they wanted to do well, it. Well, because he's smart. He's mm-hmm. a smart. Co- he's not stubborn. Um, you know, I think I think there's there's general uh, principles that he builds it on, and and that is tough minded, smart, committed, team oriented uh, players. But in terms of uh, how they go about winning basketball games, it's changed over the years. And I look at the Patriots. If you want to make it the Patriots way, one thing that has always um, impressed me about the Patriots is that they do it in a million different ways. You know, I, I tell this story about that defensive coordinator uh, for a team that was getting ready to play the Patriots. And a week before the Patriots played his team, uh, they, they you know, the, the Patriots the week before spread it out against whoever it was they played, probably threw it 35, 40 times, were marching up and down the field that way, you know, <laughs> yep. spreading it out, um, you know, uh, uh, and, and dinking and dunking and, and just slicing and dicing and, and winning a game that way. Well, the defensive coordinator for the team that I'm talking about looked at that and game planned for that offense, all right? 
the spreading it out, all of that. They they dropped a couple of when they're you know for their forty six man roster, they dropped a couple of defensive linemen, added a couple of extra mm-hmm. you know cornerbacks and and uh, and, and defensive backs, thinking that they're going to have to you know go to five six uh, uh, DBs. What do the Patriots do? They start the game off by running it almost like like fifteen of twenty plays, straight plays, and just running it up there. You know what? And all of a sudden they're up twenty one nothing, just methodically destroying them, punishing them physically. And they it was a complete opposite of what they had done the week before. And and to me that's part of quote unquote uh, the the Patriots' way, being able to adapt on a week to week basis to beat that week's opponent. You don't get so stubborn, and this is what we do. Stop us. We're going to do what we do, and you know, uh, come hell or high water, whether it works or it doesn't work, we're going to stick to what we do. And sometimes that's not how you do it. Sometimes you have to figure out, all right, this is what worked against that team. But we're going to have to completely change it and do this against this team. Yeah, I think that's where uh, the right organizations really start to shine. And you know, we have heard over the years, uh, you know, how you know, we're going to um, dictate the pace by what we do right. You know, we're not going to uh, mess around and try to like do something that we're not able to do out of our identity. And what they, what we've seen before is like the identity gets found out really quickly. In fact, the identity itself becomes very limiting when you're only doing this one thing, you know, on offense or one thing on defense. And it sounds good. It sounds like a John Wayne movie or, or Charles Bronson is like, we do it our way. Right. You know, it's not. I don't care what you know. You know, uh, you know what we're going to do. We know what we're going to do. We're going to get right at it. Yeah. We're smart too. We we're we're hard. We're tough, and you know you would see great physical you know efforts from the Raiders for a long time, but you would never see any sort of like next step. You know you'd never see the I don't want to do cliches around turn the corner, but you would get pretty close, but you would never get far. And it, it, it's something that you really have to embrace now because with the, what the organization wants now is to get farther. They found you know an organization that you know Ziegler and McDaniel's can work with. But building a culture takes, you know, some guys are never able to get it accomplished in their, you know, in their tenure with any team. But already in a, in a few months, what Ziegler and McDaniels have been able to accomplish has been creating a culture. And it was very, very quickly. You only buy in as players if you really believe and trust in what they're doing. And you got that right now. No doubt about it. Well, and, and uh, it helps when you have the resume that these guys have in terms of, the success and 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 keep in mind what we're trying to say too is, um, you know, uh, you still even though you can change and adapt on a week to week basis, you still have core fundamentals and building that um, or a team that's able to accomplish that uh, and has all the necessary tools to uh, to do that on a week to week basis. It does take smart players. It does take driven players. It, t- it does take players who are willing to buy in. Like, wow, we're going to do this this week. I thought we did it this week. You, you, mm-hmm. Last week, you said, you know, okay, we understand, but this is what we have to do this week, and we need your buy-in, and we need your, um, you know, uh, joining uh, with us on this. And it takes a certain type of player uh, to do that and a certain type of culture to do that and belief system um, and understanding inside that locker room. And so when we're talking about the culture that they're trying to build – uh, that's what we're talking about. It's not just about X's and O's. It's about a mindset as well. And I think that when you look at organizations like the San Antonio Spurs and how successful they've been, the Miami Heat, you know, with Pat Riley, Luke and mm-hmm. Pat Riley, that's that's his whole show. Let's not 
kid ourselves who is in charge of the Miami Heat, and it's Pat Riley. And here's a guy that won with Showtime-era Lakers uh, back in the 80s. Then he goes to New York. What does he do in New York? Was there Showtime in New York? No, it was smash mouth Tough-minded. If you come into the lane, we're going to knock you on your butt. We're going to out-physical you, dirty it up, mm-hmm. and have to win that way. Now, they didn't win a championship. <laughs> they got pretty close. There was a guy by the name of Michael Jordan that they had to butt heads with every year, and it, it seems. And, and so that they were just a better team. But he completely reinvented how he was going to do it. Pat Riley was the Showtime head coach, the Hollywood guy, the pizzazz, the this and that. He goes to New York. And it's completely different how he did it there. Then he goes to Miami and builds something really special there. And there's no secret why the Miami Heat, they've had a couple of losing seasons, but why they're always in the mix. They're always um, a a year maybe away from being really good again. And they are a good team right now. It's because there's a mindset. There's a culture. there's There's a belief system. There's specific types of players that they go after, not just physically or, uh, you know, this tall or that tall or whatever guys that are wired a certain way as well. And so when you're talking about here with the Raiders, think of it along that way. It's a culture slash winning culture and a belief system. And I can't stress this enough, an intelligence, uh, um, you know, uh, an emphasis on intelligence Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to be smart to be able to change it up in the way the Patriots change it up uh, on a week-to-week basis. You can't just have players, uh, any old guy that that's able to do that. You need a smart football team, and that's when you're talking about culture, that's what we're talking about. That's exactly it, and uh, we even heard McDaniels talk about what the vision is going forward, and after a couple months, how the team has been able to execute around that. It's our idea of what to do, but ultimately the culture is going to be decided by the people um, that, that do that, you know, that take it and, and lead uh, within their own part of the building, whether it's players in the locker room, coaches, you know, the people at the top of their departments. Um, they're the ones responsible, you know, and, um, and so I, you know, we just want to come in and work hard. We want to try to put the team first, um, you know, and, and do our job and, and try to do everything we can to, to get better each day. And they're the ones that do all the hard work, you know, so um, very pleased with the way that the guys are leading, um, the effort that they put in, the time that they put in, um, how much they demand of themselves, which I think you have to do before you can start pushing other people. Um, it just speaks for itself. And then, you know, the, there's a lot of players that are, are following the right people. So um, excited about this group, uh, pleased with what they're doing so far, and still got a long way to go, you know, and, and eager to see how that's going to turn out as we go through the rest of the spring. You know, when you got a uh, organization that goes through the year the Raiders had last year, and then you you uh, you, you you part ways with um, Rich Passaccia, and you know there was a lot of love there for Coach, but at the same time, other organizations you would see a major split, a faction of guys who are holding on to the former coach, and then uh, some guys are not going to go buy in, and then you got other guys that will buy into the new coach. This is not the case. This is a case where you got a team that is hungry to get further ahead, and they like what they do with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels not only has everyone's attention, but the attitude is there. And when he talks about you know the what he saw in OTAs, 
the effort was something that popped out to him because he's got to be very pleased with where this is headed now because you got you got everybody buying in early on and then once you got to that mini camp you realize that oh this can go a lot further and we don't have to spend too much time once we get to training camp on the little stuff because we've already crossed that bridge uh yeah and and also I, I loved what he said about you know the department heads and the organization uh because I, I say this all the time you know, uh, you think that it's 53 people win a championship. No, it's like over 100 people that win a championship. And we're, we're, <laughs> right. we're talking about your training staff, your coaching staff, your support staff, everybody that's in that building, um, you know, uh, especially on that, the football side of things, uh, has a hand uh, in this, in, in, in winning. And, and whether you're a scout, whether you're in the pro personnel department, you know, those guys make winning plays too. You know, when you, when you see a guy come in off the street maybe, uh, you know, to fill, to, to fill a role and this guy succeeds and this guy becomes an asset, um, you know, that's not just him and that's not just Josh McDaniels. It's Dave Ziegler. It's Champ Kelly. It's, that, it's, the, it's the pro personnel uh, you know, staff that fought for whoever it was that might come in and be an asset to get into the building and being on top of their end of things. Because, you know, we're, we talk about 90 players right now. We talk about 53. You know, at some point you almost throw that out because it's going to extend well beyond that. Uh, just the, the nature of football and the battle of attrition that it becomes, there's going to be somebody that we're not even thinking about right now that we, mm-hmm. we can't possibly know who's, whose name that is. That's probably going to be added at some point. And help, maybe help win a football game. And it's it's the pro personnel guys that have that list right now that have a pretty good idea if something were to happen here or something were to happen there. You know, this is a player that we can you know that that, that we can reach out to and, and bring in and feel good about. You know, from top to bottom, whether it's his ability or his makeup or mindset or whatever that is, they're on top of that. So when you talk about an organization. And everybody buying in and everybody doing their job at a high level, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and we'll go more into that because we also heard comments from Derek Carr and what you know his thoughts are on not only the culture but where things are headed as well as other players that were talking during minicamps about the culture. And it's a mindset, but at the same time, you feel good about where the attitude and the attention is going. We'll talk, we'll talk about that coming up next. And we have open lines at 702-365-9200. Those are the Realty One Group listener lines. 702-365-9200 here on a Wednesday. Hit up the show on Twitter at Clay Baker Radio. And now back to the morning tailgate on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. I've been looking forward to an opportunity like this for a number of years now. And um, I'm just, I'm so blessed to have the staff that we have and the group that we have working and the support staff that we have around me. I mean, it seemed, it, my, they make my job easy. You know, I'm just trying to keep us on schedule and on time and, um, and those kind of things. But I couldn't say enough things about the staff here, um, the strength and conditioning guys, the trainers, the equipment people that make this thing go. Um, you know, they, they do a tremendous job. And then our coaching staff is doing a great job. They're here real early. They're here late at night, just making sure all the information is prepared and um, you know but I feel like I've learned a lot I feel like it's slowed down for me for sure doesn't mean anything at this point in time of the year doesn't have any bearing on what's going to happen you know down the road but um, definitely feel a, a different comfort level now in terms of understanding what my role is and and how to do it better and it's it's uh, you know it's funny because when you're the coordinator you can actually have a good period when you're the head coach doesn't matter who wins or loses the head coach usually has a you know, just frustrated with somebody somehow or other. But, uh, you know, that's part of being the head coach. 
Josh McDaniels coming back on Raider Nation Radio. On a Freestyle Wednesday, Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker, Heidi Fang will be back uh, perhaps tomorrow or even Friday taking some time off. She will be joining us very, very soon. Uh, when Josh comes back and tells us, like, you know, when asked, like, what it's like running your own, I, I, I know that uh, one of the first things that's going to come out of his mouth is how happy he is and use the word blessed to have the support staff around him uh, because he does. He is absolutely blessed with a lot of smart people that are around, and uh, it's not just the guys who he brought in, but guys who have been here already. Yeah, we talk about buy-in from players, um, and and that's a huge component, and it has to happen. Um, or, or the, or otherwise, you have guys, you know, rowing in all sorts of different directions, and that's always a recipe for disaster. But there's a buy-in from his perspective as well. Um, he has to have confidence and a belief that everyone's doing their job, you know, which allows him to do his job. Uh, if you're worried that you know is uh, you know about the training staff, about you know the 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 special teams coach, mm-hmm. the this person, the that person uh, throughout the organization, you're going to spend all your time worrying about that and focused on that, and that takes away from what your job is. And he has a job; he's the head coach of the Raiders. Uh, and sometimes, you know, with maturity and uh, and I and I, I truly believe, and I'm taking him at his word that he's matured uh, from his uh, first go around. It's natural; we all do. Um, you know, uh, as, as as years go on and you get more experience and uh, more life experience, and and you're able to to really um, you know mature in a lot of ways. Your thinking, your actions, all of those types of things. You know, for him to come here as opposed to maybe in Denver, where he was probably overly worried. about certain things that were almost not, I wouldn't say that they were out of his control, but you know, um, as opposed to just having a uh, confidence level that everyone was doing their job uh, at a, at a high enough level and allowing him to do his job and, and, and focus on his primary, primary uh, job, um, you know, and, and, and that didn't happen apparently in Denver and it cost him, you know, and, uh, and, and obviously, was reflected in how the team was playing because they weren't, I don't think, getting 100% of Josh McDaniels. I think his mind was racing and all over the place and focus and attention and all of that, and it was taking away from what he does, and that was reflected on the field and how they that team was playing. As opposed to now, which, and he's, again, we'll see if all of this is going to come to fruition, and um, you know, we'll see if he stays true to uh, to his word. I personally think that he will. Um, it feels like he does have a confidence level and everyone's doing their job at a high level, allowing him to, to just focus on what it is that he's here to do. And that's be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. He seems to be relieved in that, at least saying like, all I got to do is keep everyone on schedule. Yeah. No, look, you know, <laughs> and that's, I know and, he's, he, and he left when he said that. Cause he's like, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I'm not, I don't have to do everything. I don't have to rely on you know uh, of having to like stay late because I know that work's already getting done by other guys, and I trust that. And also, I think a lot of the players are are, are enjoying like getting this you know all the way down every every level, all the hierarchy. Uh, everyone has the same message. That's perfect because, like you said, no one's rowing in a different direction yet. <laughs> we'll see uh, if that if that holds true. That's you know when things start to when the, when the when the water starts to get choppy. And it will. Uh, it's inevitable. Um, you know, uh, we'll see if everybody continues to, uh, to to row in the same direction and be all and, and be all on the same page. That's when that's when we find out truly uh, if if everybody isn't just talking the talk but are willing to walk uh, the walk. But you know, he kind of said that flippantly. My you know job is just to keep everything on schedule. Mm-hmm. Look, when you're the head coach of a NFL football team, there's so much. Um, 
that is coming at you and so much that you have to deal with on a daily basis, the media, you know, dealing with the media, that whole side of things, um, players coming into your office for all sorts of different reasons. Uh, sometimes it has to do with what's going on in the field. Sometimes it's about life. Sometimes it's about things that are happening in a player's, you know, uh, off the field life that you have to deal with things that you didn't have to deal with as a, an assistant coach, as a coordinator. Um, so, you know, it, it's even more imperative that everybody that, that, that he has a confidence level and everybody else doing their thing, because as much as he just wants to focus on the on-field product in terms of game planning and all the you know player personnel and you know making the right decisions on the football field, there's a, there's still a lot that's going to come at him that he can never plan for, that he can never account for. Uh, that might be a surprise when he walks into the building and sees who's in his office and what that person has to talk about. Like, and he has to be um, ready to deal with all those types of things, things that he didn't have to deal with as an assistant coach. But again. That makes it even more imperative and more critical that he has a confidence level that everyone else is doing uh, uh, their job because it allows him to to also be able to focus on that type of stuff. And he's lucky that he also has his friend Dave Ziegler here as well, who's also you know getting a chance to shine in his role, uh, you know, sitting in the big chair for the first time as a general manager. But it's something that uh, it that big chair fits him really well because he's somebody of great structure, but also someone that's also got that vision that McDaniel's wants as well. That's why they work so well together. And he talked about that collaboration about you know my role as well as what Josh is going to do. But they're trying to promote promote competition and accountability at every level and this is Dave Ziegler from 420. We do collab in terms of the coaching staff and the scouting staff um, throughout the draft process. I think it's important to understand you know the, the coaches views on players just as it's important to understand the scouts views on players. Um, I think one of the most important parts of that process is not just all the agreement that goes on but is when you have some guys that you see I'd say significantly different. I'd say those are the, to me, those are the exciting opportunities, not only for growth as a staff, scouting staff, and as a coaching staff, but um, they're the, the, those are the opportunities where you know you have some work to do to get the player right. Um, so I think those are, those are really good learning opportunities for us. But, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that we have open dialogue with our coaches. We really work hand in hand um, with our coaching staff throughout the draft process. I mean, they also have Right there's there's a time of year where their players are in the building, um, so they're working on you know um, meeting with the players. They're working on scheme. They're working on installs throughout the spring. So they can't be as heavily involved as the scouting staff is. Um, that's our job to do it. But um, in terms of getting them involved at different parts of the process, um, that's something that we do and something that we think is valuable. So the culture is always decided by the people, but you know from the players to those who are on top of the individual departments. The team still comes first, and I think that is something that you're going to see that everyone is really starting to buy into. They are enjoying that, and we see on the text line, 69187, an interesting thought here from Rob in Oakland. He says, as Raider fans, we have an archetypal, archetypical identity, archetypal identity, tough, physical, borderline, dirty, vertical passing team, but the constant winning that used to be part of that hasn't been a reach, recent feature. And he says Bill Belichick doesn't usually spend big on wide receivers, defensive end, and Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler have already separated themselves in that way. As more time goes into the differences in New England and our Raiders, it will come through because in sports, culture is a vague and overused word. It means a smart, adaptable, and consistently winning team, so I'm good with that. 
I am tired of the losing teams and the fan bases I don't respect. Rob in Oakland, very eloquent right there. Uh, you know, smart, adaptable, consistently winning teams. You have to have uh, an ability to first have a mindset that everyone's going to compete at every level. And also, if you're not, that means you're coming off the field because there's going to be accountability there. We're not going to just allow you to uh, to continue to go on the field and make the same mistakes over and over again. And unfortunately, over the past few seasons, we have seen that where guys were not coming off the field. There weren't learning moments. And that's because they didn't have this kind of mindset early on. Yeah, and exactly. And, um, you know, I think what uh, the, the, the texture uh, I felt uh, really touched on was adapt. Stability, um, and and that is a, a core principle of the culture. I think that the Raiders are trying to build here. You want to call it the Patriots' way, whatever. Uh, we'll just look at the Patriots, and we talked about uh, in the first segment how they're able to uh, change over the course of a season to fit whoever they're playing. I mean, why? It's isn't it uh, uh, counterintuitive uh, to go into a game uh, every week doing the same exact thing, basically, because that's what you do because you're you're being stubborn about it, um, even though the other team knows exactly what you're trying to do uh, and have practiced and seen all the film and and have you know a pretty good idea of it and uh, a way to defend it, and you still continually try to do it that way. Doesn't that sound? Kind of archaic, doesn't that sound? Kind of like, mm, you know, that's probably not going to work. It sounds like you're like working in a bubble, and like a void. Like there's no other teams that are doing anything else else differently. It seems like uh, that's a very limited way of thinking. And I think after a while, even the players don't fully buy in because it gets very stale when you see that sameness over and over again. Well, when you're standing on the sidelines and you see it not working too, <laughs> yeah, right? And you're thinking to yourself, I told the coach that wasn't going to work. Like I, I yeah. we, you know, or talking to the guy that's sitting next to you or on the plane back home, you know, like. Like, didn't we talk about this, right? You know, like, why aren't they listening? Whereas, wouldn't you rather have a a, a staff uh, and ov- obviously a roster, you know, uh, built with players that are able to carry this off? Because that's the other part of it. You could be adaptable. You can change from week to week. You can change from series to series, depending on what the situation calls for or what the other team might be doing differently than what you thought and have to change on the fly. You can think about all of those things. You can stand for all of those things. You can preach all of those things. But you also have to player have to have the players that are capable of doing that, and that's just not the physical end of things. That's the mental side of things. Being able to change on a dime um, and have whatever total recall you need to be able to adapt and change. Okay, now we're going to go go do it d- this way, and everybody being on the same page. It takes a certain type of player to pull that off. But from the from the principal uh, end of it, don't you want that as a fan? Don't you want a team and a coaching staff? Uh, that's able um, to to not just adapt to the coming week and the coming opponent, but the ability to to size it up, to game plan it, to put a, a series of plays uh, in the playbook offensively and also defensively, uh, and then go out there and teach it during the course of the week. You don't have a whole lot of time. I mean, you really have... Wednesday, Thursday, a little bit of Friday to really get this thing together before you go out there and play on Sunday. It's not a lot of time. Um, and a lot of it is really in the classroom, uh, the, the mental side of it, teaching it um, and, and then being able to to execute it. It's, it's, it's two-fronted. You have to have the teachers to be able to do it and the mindset and the uh, creativity from that end of it to come up with that plan, teach that plan, then go execute that plan. And to me, if I'm a Raider fan, I'm excited about hearing those types of things. I'm, I'm excited about the openness of that. The Hey, what defense are you going to run? Whatever it's going to take, basically, that week. That's really what Patrick Graham is saying. You want to call it a 3-4, a 4-3, a 5-2, a this or that? 
throw it all out because it's going to change during the course of the season during, you know, from, from week to week. If we feel like, well, we have to do something different against that team, against the Chargers, against the Chiefs, against the you know uh, Carolina or Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and and to me, I would be excited if I was a fan hearing that. I would too, and I think even for the the players themselves, they would never buy in on another team's concept that was just going to say we're going to do it our way now, you know, because they saw what that happened sounds previously. Great. It sounds, it sounds great. It's just, it's a, it, it, it sounds like oh, we're full of our own confidence, you know, we're full of our own strengths, but. That's not reality in the NFL. That's not winning. And a winning attitude is the one that to be able to adapt to each and every team. And not every team can do that, although some of them will try to say that they're doing that. But to actually follow up with it with wins is completely different. And you can see how certain teams, they, they look in the sidelines like, we're losing faith in this system. We're losing trust in what the coaches oh, well, are doing. that happens all the time. Yeah, but when you have a system like this that you know that they are working hard already right now, to go even further, like when we had when we saw Hunter Renfro talk to the media during minicamp, he's like, I'm already envisioning what we're doing against Kansas City. Like, that's a good right. idea. That's a window of like, all right, you could see where they're at right now and how much fun they're having doing that. Because now it's not just you know one game at a time we're going to work toward. No, 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 no. They're, they're further ahead on the schedule than people realize. You know, um, I remember uh, walking into a, the Rams locker room, going over by the wide receivers, and Robert Woods had a big smile on his face. I'm like, what, you know? And he's like, oh, I just had a play is for this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And it was like, he didn't have to say anymore. He, he had bought in right there. And it was a whole slew of plays that the Rams had put in for whoever. I don't know who they were playing that week. But he had this smile that was like, there's going to be a chance here to do, do some things, you know, and then that's all he had to say, you know, and obviously he bought in. And as Robin Oakland uh, eloquently wrote out about the the identity of where it was like tough, physical, borderline, dirty, vertical passing game, but yet predictable, you know, and and I know what you want to see is that he says the consistent winning part of that hasn't been a recent feature. I think now that's starting to change now because winning is now a part of all of this that goes into it. It's not just for building an identity. It's to win games. And we'll come back on that because you got to make sure that Derek Carr buys in on this culture. Oh, he's in. He's and in. he had some interesting words of how he feels about how the changes that have uh, overcome the past few months are going to equate into something very positive. We'll tell you what that means coming up next. Recent. Now back to Clay Baker with your morning tailgate on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. I've been very impressed with Josh. And I mean, Coach Rabel knows him real well. And um, you know, they were they've been around that system and that that way of doing things. And one thing Josh has done is he's come in and he says, This is not New England, this is Las Vegas. We're gonna do things our way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I've learned a lot of great things there that we're gonna implement, but I also have some things that I wanna do my way. And uh, the way the team has just wrapped their arms around him and listened to his leadership. And for me, like the depth of the conversations that we're having is, uh, is encouraging. It's fun for me. Um, the, 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 the best part of my game has always been the mental side. And that's exactly how Josh is. You know, he's, he's a genius when it comes to scheming things up and, you know, coming, you know, teaching his system and, you know, getting the best out of his players. I feel like a better football player. Um, you know, and I've had a lot of great coaches and he's come in, he's seen those things. And, wow, that's awesome. What about this too? Let's add here. And he's just helping me grow. And, uh, you know, it's been really fun to be around him. Um, but I think culture wise, he has brought in his own vision and his own way of doing things. And it's, it's different than what he wanted to do in Denver. It's different than new England. And it's what we're going to do in Las Vegas, but he's a great guy. And I absolutely love him. Dave, our general manager, um, him and Dave have just been great. I mean, they, I 
I'm texting with him all the time, playing golf with Josh, you know, uh, you know, talking about ideas and things like that. And it's, it's, it's been awesome. Uh, I really have enjoyed my time and I'm looking forward to years to come, you know, learning from him. Derek Carr buying in. Encouraging. Yes. Uh, that came uh, just from a few days ago as uh, he was talking from the Celebrity Golf Tournament, getting ready for that big one. And, uh, you know, it's it's something very special when you have that kind of relationship early on. But I would have to think that, uh, uh, you know, even Derek Carr, looking from afar over the past uh, you know eight, nine years of his career, seeing what uh, Josh McDaniels was all about, I'm sure even he was starting to marvel at like, oh, I gotta, I need to get closer to what that game's all about, and and so I can get further because that's the kind of philosophies I need to go and 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 start playing winning football. And you know, it, it's no surprise that those two get along as good as they do, as well as with Dave Ziegler. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And uh, just just from my own perspective, kind of knowing the process and how things played out and everything like that. Um, uh, I could say confidently that uh, that the minute um, Josh McDaniel's name came, um, you know, into the equation for the Raiders, uh, there was there was buy-in from a uh, a certain quarterback with the Raiders. I think that really excited him. Just the 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 thought of that, the possibility of that, and you know, I've always said this that when you look at a Josh McDaniels and you look at a Derek Carr, and I don't say this disparagingly when I say that they're two football nerds. There's no other way that I can really describe it. Um, because they, mentally, in in terms of the the mental side of football, and make no mistake, so much of football is um, you know scheme and uh, you know figuring out different ways to do things and to beat an opponent and to attack an opponent. Um, it, it's there's there's brains involved, there's intelligence involved. Uh, we've talked about adaptability and all those types of things, uh, but. You know, there's there's certain people that are just a cut above in that regard, and uh, we know that Josh McDaniels is the the type of um, uh, you know feedback I was getting from from opposing uh, or from people in the NFL was just glowing about him, like from the offensive side of things and and how great he is in that regard. And then you pair him up with somebody like Derek Carr, who's also um, I, I, this might surprise fans, I guess I don't know, but. He's next level when it comes to football intelligence. Mm-hmm. He's a football lifer, and he knows the game inside and out, and it really um, taps into a quality that he has about this. He loves that side of things. And so the pairing of Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr, I'd love to be a fly in the wall when they're just sitting there talking football. And, um, you know, look, you look at a guy like Josh McDaniels, and the fact that he um, – coached a Tom Brady who when you're talking about the greats of the game when you're talking about the Michael Jordans the 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 Tom Brady's the Kobe Bryant's uh, those those types of players they can read BS like that you know what I'm saying they can see through intelligence <laughs> and they can see through a guy who's just faking it let's just put it that way all right yeah. and, and the guys that are faking it they're going to chew them up and spit them out all right because they're like you are, are no use for me like I, I see that you don't know what, what what's going on here. I can see that. Uh, I'm smart enough to understand that. Okay, so so uh, and that happens. Uh, um, but then you have somebody that is. I'm not going to even say you're equal, but somebody that like, wow, this dude is on top of things. I'm inspired by this guy, you know. Uh, and I feel like Derek Carr um, is is getting that from Josh McDaniels and vice versa, and it makes for a really 
uh, interesting pairing and, and, and a pairing that uh, can take, I think, this team, along with other great players, uh, pretty, pretty high heights. And uh, we'll continue on this conversation with Eddie Borsilli from Sirius XM Radio. He joins us at the top of the next hour. Also, during the show, we will have a chance for you to win two tickets to see WWE Money in the Bank July 2nd. MGM Grand Garden Arena, and I also have a four-pack of tickets for you for the Vegas Summer League. Good any day during their sten- their tenure here from the 7th through the 17th, all on Raider Nation Radio. Back after this with Eddie Borsilli here on r and 920. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Vinny B. from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right. Tat products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas.